Hi, and welcome to Crowhurst Christian Healing Center and our weekly uh, healing service. My name is Steve Gendel. I serve on the chaplaincy team here. And I want to begin with the reading from Psalm 147, the first four verses. Praise the Lord. How good it is to sing praises to our God. How pleasant and fitting to praise Him. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the exiles of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He determines the number of the stars and calls them each by name. Isn't that a lovely way for us to start our service today, to be reminded of all that God has done and the invitation to praise Him. For He does rebuild Jerusalem and gather her people. He does heal the hearts of broken people. And he does determine the number of stars and calls them each by name. Is it any wonder that the stars themselves sing their own praise to Almighty God? How much more then, when we are invited to praise him and all that he has done for us, the crown of his creation, you and I, the crown of his creation, who knows our names, who knows us personally, who loves us and who values us so much more than we will ever really be able to come to grips with. How much more then should we praise him? Let's pray. Father, may my heart be, may our hearts be in an attitude of thanksgiving and praise for all that you have done for us, for all that you are doing for us, and for all that you will do for us. Holy Spirit, please rest on each one of us who share in this service together. Thank you that we have this opportunity to pause in the busyness of our days and to reflect on you, to be signposted to you, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and to allow you, Holy Spirit, to, to prod us in the right direction, to nudge us where we need nudging, and to, to open and reveal things for us that you... Uh, Father God wants us to see today. So Lord, please have your way. Have your way. In Jesus' name. Amen. It would be great, wouldn't it, if uh, the Lord had his way in our lives all the time. So I'd like us to sing a song that gives us the opportunity to make that a prayer. Reign in me. Reign in me, sovereign Lord captivate my heart, establish in my heart your throne. So join, join us as we sing together, Reign in Me.
Yes, Lord, we long that you would reign in us and be sovereign in our hearts, in our homes, in our lives. Uh, thank you. Thank you that it is your desire to be sovereign and to reign um, in our hearts and minds and lives. Thank you, Lord. I'm thinking a bit about the book of Revelation at the minute, and uh, I've really been enjoying it. It's such an amazing book. Um, it's really simply, in a nutshell, it just is a signpost to Jesus Christ. Um, but obviously, there's a lot more in it um, than just that, um, and requires a great deal of our imagination, as well as a, a great deal of leaning on the Holy Spirit. And um, before I, before I enter the passage that I really want to look at this morning, I just want to um, start with Revelation chapter 1, verse 9, um, because it's just such a, a pastoral touch of John, uh, uh, dear John, who, who writes um, what he uh, sees. But he says to those who he is writing to um, in uh, verse 9, I, John, your brother and companion in the suffering and kingdom and patient endurance that is ours in Jesus was on the island of Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. Did you see that? It's just a lovely pastoral touch from John. John is being shown a vision um, by the Lord, by the angel of the Lord, and, uh, and before he begins to unfold that vision for his readers, um, he speaks to them personally, like I'm speaking to you personally today. And uh, he says, I'm your companion with you. I'm, your, I'm with you in three things specifically. I'm with you in the suffering that we are both going through. And that the Greek word means they were in a restricted place with no options. It was suffering. It was persecution, basically. And he says, I'm your companion in the kingdom. And he's, he's reminding them of uh, what Jesus said. The kingdom of God is among you. The kingdom of God is within you. And, uh, and although the suffering that we're enjoying is because of the, the kingdom of the Romans, no, we're in a different kingdom. We're in the kingdom of God. So I'm your companion in your suffering. I'm your companion in the kingdom. And I'm your companion in the patient endurance in Jesus Christ. That we patiently endure this in Jesus Christ. Remembering, of course, that Jesus Christ himself is patiently waiting as the bridegroom to return to earth, um, which is his desire and has been the plan from the very beginning. He is patiently waiting for that. And we are patiently enduring the suffering um, and, uh, and enjoying the kingdom at the same time as we wait for his return. John sees the vision and he writes it down and he shares the message. Why? Because that was the purpose of the vision. It was a message to the, the readers, um, which applies to us today. I don't think John had any idea he'd be writing to you and me today. Um, but it applies to us today, those of us who suffer, um, and those of us who are in the kingdom already, and those of us who are patiently um, in Jesus Christ, enduring whatever we're going through. But it's a message of hope. It's a message of encouragement. And uh, it's a message to persevere. And it's a message about victory. Because throughout, throughout the, the, um, the book of Revelation, he is, uh, he's reminding his readers that Jesus, the Lamb on the throne, has the victory. The victory has been won. The enemies 
of Jesus have been defeated. That's sin, the devil. Um, and, uh, and it's just so exciting that, uh, that John would take time to, um, to speak th this way so pastorally. So that's just as a bit of an intro before I look at the, the passage that I really wanted to look at. And uh, I'd like us to sing together um, another song, um, Shine, Jesus, Shine. It's just a great, a great song that um, the, the chorus, Shine, Jesus, Shine, fill this land with the Father's glory. Blaze, Spirit, blaze, set our hearts on fire. Flow, river, flow, flood the nations with grace and mercy. I'm going to be speaking a bit about that in a minute. Flood the nations with grace and mercy and send forth your word, Lord, let there be light. So let's, let's sing together.
Let's pray. Set us free by the truth you now show us. Lord, thank you that your word is truth. Thank you that your desire for us is freedom. Freedom from sin. Freedom from the, the traps of the, the enemy. Freedom from the traps of the world. Freedom from the, the deception and disloyalty of our own hearts. Lord, set us free by the truth you now show us. Holy Spirit, speak truth to me. Speak truth to us. In Jesus' name. Amen. I just love that song. It speaks, it speaks so much of heaven. If you look at it, the passage we're going to look at it in a moment, um, I think the, the song, um, and I haven't found out, I, I suspect it, it's possible that Graham Kendrick was thinking about these uh, revelations that John was receiving about heaven. And just think about heaven for a moment. Jesus taught his followers to pray, God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Tom writes in his book on Revelation, the Revelation for Everyone, says this of heaven. Heaven is right here, close beside us, intersecting with our ordinary reality. It is not so much like a door opening high in the sky, far away. It is more like a door opening right in front of us, where before we could only see this room, this field, this street, Suddenly there is an opening leading into a different world and an invitation to come up and see what is going on. That invitation is for you and me. Come up and see what is going on. See what is going on in heaven. But see it so that we can see it here. The heaven and the earth belong inseparably together. They were formed together. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth together and they will be recreated together revelation chapter 21 verse 1 then i saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth have passed away they are together the invisible heavenly realm is always pressing in on us engaging us with engaging us far more than we're aware of and bishop graham dow we had him here teaching a few years ago he said we do well to learn every day to think heaven. We do well every day to learn to think heaven. So let's turn to the passage I want to look at, Revelation chapter 22, verses 1 to 3. And I'm going to ask um, Esther to put uh, a logo up that we're going to be using from next week. Um, thank you, Esther. Isn't that, uh, isn't that lovely? God's vision for the healing of the nations, 22.2. God's provision, healing, and worship. And it comes from Revelation chapter 22, verses 1 to 3. And I want to speak to it um, a bit uh, this morning. Thanks, Esther. Folks, we think of um, this uh, lovely uh, revelation that uh, John sees. The angel showed me, um, chapter 22, verses 1 to 3. The, then the angel showed me the river of the water of life as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse, 
the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve them. Thanks, Esther. I wonder if you've ever noticed the, 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 sim the similarities and the differences between the city that has been shown here and the Garden of Eden. There are many similarities and many differences. In this part of the vision that John has shown, I think we see something of healing being made crystal clear. And, uh, and that's the title for our healing service today. Healing made crystal clear. John sees healing's source and John sees healing's method. And we, and we find it in these three verses. John is shown... Um, John is shown by the angel of the Lord. John is shown by the Lord this picture. And I'm just going to remind you, John has shown this picture not just for John's benefit. John has shown it so that he writes it down, so that he passes it on to the people who are suffering, the people who are in the kingdom, the people who are patiently enduring um, in Jesus Christ. And he shows them, uh, John has shown four things. The throne of God and the, the Lamb the river of the water of life flowing from it, the tree of life with leaves for healing, and people in service and worship. Let's look at each of those things briefly. The throne. What does the throne tell us? The throne tells John's readers and you and me that we have a sovereign. But this is not just any sovereign. This is a victorious sovereign. What is needed to have been done for, for you and me to be reconciled, for John's readers to be reconciled to God, has been done. The victory has been, has been won and, has, and is assured. The Lamb of God is on the throne. Sin is defeated. The enemy is defeated. We are free to live in eternity with God. Nothing can separate us from him. Why? Because he's on the throne. He reigns and rules from the throne. And that it's a message of encouragement to you and to me, as it is to all of the readers of this book. And then he shows um, John the river of life. And what's the river of life telling, telling John and the readers, you and me? It's reminding us of the Holy Spirit. Here, in this picture, in this city, there is just one river. In the Garden of Eden, there were four rivers. But in this city, there's just one river. Um, and, and none of the, the rivers that were in the Garden of Eden have the efficacy of this river. This is the river of the Spirit of God flowing from the throne of God and from the Lamb. And where the Spirit flows, where the work of the Spirit is, what happens? People get to see Jesus. People are given the opportunity to believe in Jesus. People are given the opportunity to receive Jesus. People are given the opportunity to receive healing, goodness, grace, glory, all of those wonderful things. That's the work of the Spirit of God. Folk, without the Spirit of God, we are lost. And John is being reminded of that by the angel of the Lord and uh, to remind the readers that from the throne of God and the Lamb, the Spirit flows. And then he shows them the tree of life. And I think this, is, this for me is one of the, the heartwarming things of this passage. There are many heartwarming things, but this one particularly, the tree of life. Notice the difference with Eden. In the, in the picture of the city, there is a tree of life, but there's no prohibition. 
In the Garden of Eden, there was the, the tree of life and the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and it had a prohibition attached to it. In this city, there's no prohibition to attach to this tree. There are no strings attached. There is just the tree of life, and from the tree of life flows goodness, fruit, abundantly, month after month after month. Fruit for, for the goodness of those who receive it as the river of life. Those who drink of this water, Jesus said to the woman at the, um, at the Samaritan well, those who drink of this water will never be thirsty. Those who eat of this tree will never be hungry. And two verses, um, two verses later on, uh, it, it actually says, and there will be no curse there. In the Garden of Eden, there was curse. In, in this, there is no curse. There will be no curse there because they, the enemy, the devil, is not there. I just get so excited about these things. And then it, it's, it, it says this extraordinary thing, the tree of life, and which has leaves for the healing of the nations. Leaves for the healing of the nations. What's this about? I've sought the Lord over this, and, and I'm glad that I have. I think these leaves could have been any of the attributes of God. They could have been the leaves for mercy. They could have been the leaves of glory. They could have been the leaves of goodness, the leaves of love. But why does God instruct his angel to say to John, say that the leaves are for the healing of the nations? Because he is compassionate and he cares about you and he cares about me. And he knows of your suffering as he knew, knew of the suffering of the readers of John in that first century. He knows of, of the suffering of the people of the world. And he wants to send a message. And the message is, healing is available for you, the nations of the world. And of course, the nations is just a reminder that it's not just any longer about the nation of Israel. It's about the nations of the world. It's about the Gentiles. It's, it's for all people, for you and for me, for individuals, for communities, for churches, for countries, for continents. And the message is given so that we can receive what he has made available for us. It's so easy, isn't it, to turn to the many things that are on offer for our healing today. And the devil uses those things, as he did with, with um, Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. He says, God's holding something back to Adam and Eve. God's holding something back. You should have that tree. You should eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Because God's holding something back from you. He's a liar. He's a deceiver, the enemy. And he says, this will be good for you. Just use this. This will, this will help you. It's a lie. Don't be deceived by the enemy. There are temporary measures which are just temporary. But from the throne of God and the Lamb, this is permanent. Those who drink of the river of life will never be thirsty. Those who eat from the tree of life will never be hungry. Those who receive the healing of Jehovah who wants you to be healed, the Lord, the healer, will never be sick.
And the message is to those people who are sick. The message is to those who, pe who are suffering. Yes, folk, we see suffering. We see sickness. And I suspect we will see loads more of it before the Lord returns, before the bridegroom returns for the bride. But the message is clear. Seek the healing that is available. And that's why we here at Crow House Christian Healing Center pray for people. That's why we pray every day for the names that are sent in. So send in names if you want somebody to pray for you. We will pray for you here. Come and visit us when our doors are open. Next week we open Howard's Well on the 4th of May. And, and we're opening longer so that there is more time and more available for people to come and visit and experience and encounter God who is present, God who loves you, God who values you, God who wants to see you healed. So we pray and we trust the Lord with that. But folk, I believe that this is crystal clear, healing made crystal clear, that if we sit in the river of life, drinking from the river of life, if we sit under the tree of life, eating from the tree of life, if we're reaching out to the leaves that God has made so clearly, so clearly visible for us that healing is available, then we will, we will receive from him all that he wants us to receive. Do you want some of that? I want some of that. And folk, here's the thing. You don't need to come to Crow's Christian Healing Center to receive it. Right now, in your home, in your dining room, in your lounge, in your bedroom, right now, out on a walk down the street, you can reach out to Jesus and say, Jesus, this is my situation. I need your help. Do you need to do that today? I encourage you to do that today. Don't miss the opportunity. Jesus is the healer. And with the help of the Spirit of God, the river of life, with the help of the tree of life, the fruit of the tree of life, folk, there is hope, there is encouragement, there is victory, there is blessing. I want some of that. And I've, I'm pretty sure I know that you want some of that today. So be encouraged, friends, be encouraged, brothers and sisters. We are a people who are suffering. We are a people who are in the kingdom. We are a people who are patiently enduring in Jesus until his return. And let's persevere to the end. So join me as I pray. Father, thank you that you have made so clear, so crystal clear to John, um, this picture that you wanted shared so that people may, may have hope, people may have encouragement, people may be reminded that all is well and all will be well. And the people can receive healing. People can receive the infilling of the Spirit of God, people can receive the, the fruit of the tree of eternity, eternal life, today, in their homes, in their dining rooms, in their, in their lounges, and in their kitchens, on the streets, in their churches, in their community halls, and here at Crotus Christian Healing Center, and in the many other places, where the name of Jesus is lifted up. So Lord, I just pray that you would stretch your hand right now 
to all those who have called out to you and said, I want some of that. I need some of that. I'm suffering. Just reach out, Jesus, and, and speak and touch and heal and do what needs to be done. For my brothers and sisters, for, for those of us here who suffer, do what needs to be done, Lord, that we will persevere today and tomorrow in the knowledge that victory is won and certain, in the knowledge that your kingdom is among us and within us, in the knowledge that nothing, absolutely nothing, can separate us from your love. Just, just rest in the Spirit, rest in the grace of Jesus Christ, rest in the love of Father God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just stay in that place of stillness. Of course, the very next thing John has shown is the people's response. It's a response of worship. And Lord, help me, help us to worship. Help me, help us to serve. Because you are, you are worthy, Lord, of all our service, of all our worship. Lord, we want to respond to you for all that you have done for us and say we love you. Thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Folk, thanks for joining me. I've been reminded of that lovely story when JFK visited NASA in 1961 and was uh, just uh, wandering around um, and seeing what was going on as they were preparing to put a man on the moon. And he came across a cleaner, somebody who was just sweeping a corridor. And uh, he said to the man, um, so what's your role in, um, in NASA's establishment? And uh, the gentleman looked at JFK and said, I'm helping put a man on the moon. He got the vision. He got his purpose. And he knew who he was. Folk, we're all invited to help put, bring heaven to earth. And we need some of that. For you, for me, for our communities, for our churches, for this country, and for the nations of the world. God bless you as you work with me, with us, as we continue to bring heaven to earth in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless. Thank you for joining me.